Hey, welcome to the Binge 10. It's for the week of February 14th. This is what I watched. Well, I guess in the last two weeks. I think it's been a couple weeks since the last podcast. So um, this will be a two-week review and upcoming what's coming up uh, this next week. So let's get right to it. There's a few things that came out. So first and foremost, uh, Firefly Lane. So on Netflix, uh, Catherine Heigl from Grey's Anatomy fame is back. She's a producer and star in this series. You get the sense that uh, she might have had a lot to do with getting this uh, project made. Um, so this is a buddy show between two women, Catherine Heigl, of course, and Sari Chalk uh, from How I Met Your Mother and Scrubs. Uh, they've been friends since junior high school. The show basically flips back and forth between three main timelines. Uh, one, when they're in eighth grade. Uh, another timeline, which is kind of like one of their first jobs after college at a TV news station, and they work together. And then the final timeline in their early 40s or not, not quite modern day. I think it takes place in 2003 slash 2004. On um, uh, some episodes, there's a correlation between the timelines, like uh, uh, like it's Christmas in each one of the timelines, or it's, or it's Catherine Heigl's character, Tully. It's her birthday in all three timelines. Uh, basically, Heigl uh, plays this kind of Oprah-esque TV star who has a lot, a lot of trouble with relationships and family. So, you know, Chalk's char character, Kate, is the only constant in her life. Uh, they talk every day. Uh, they show up at each other's houses unannounced. Uh, they're basically family, uh, maybe even closer than sisters. Uh, Kate is, is the nice, supportive friend who at the time is going through her own divorce and dealing with her teenage kid. And though this, this show has some cheesiness to it, it has some really funny parts, some really endearing parts, and some really racy parts. Definitely ends in a way to set you up for a sex, second season. But I was kind of opting to watch this instead of a lot of my uh, normal series and other shows I would typically watch. Um, I'm recommending Firefly Lane. I liked it a lot. Uh, the Head was on HBO Max. Uh, this is billed as a foreign flick, uh, but the show is mostly in English. Uh, the show is about a research expedition in Antarctica where a whole bunch of people have died. Um, we follow the investigators through interviewing survivors, and so much of the show is flashbacks. Uh, it's understanding what happened and who might be the killer. It's only, eight, it's only six episodes, so it moves kind of quick. And they try to wrap it up way too quickly. It winds up being a little bit awkward and a little bit confusing. So I'm going to give the head just a little bit of an okay, an okay show. Um, the Invisible City. So it's on Netflix. This show is in Portuguese. And you can watch it dubbed or subtitled. I've been spending the time watching these things subtitled because the acting is just so much better. Uh, this show is about an environmental police investigator in Rio who is investigating strange circumstances around his wife's death. Uh, so it seems that there are mythical creatures running around Rio who are being killed one by, killed off one by one by some sort of curse. 
his wife got stuck in the middle of all that. Uh, the show could have been had a little more action, could have spent a little more time explaining the myths, who these creatures are, who these peoples are, and uh, you know, really understanding the fantasy part of the story a whole lot better. And it just kind of ends, kind of where uh, uh, you can tell that there's a second season in the works. So I think Invisible City is just okay. Um, the on, on CBS, Clarice finally premiered. Uh, Clarice is the story of Clarice Starling, the FBI agent who found the serial killer in Silence of the Lambs. Um, a few years back, NBC had a huge hit with Hannibal that Netflix now owns, and they're thinking of making more seasons of it. Hannibal was extremely disturbing and violent and was pretty darn edgy. Uh, in the first episode of Clarice, it doesn't look like CBS is going to take it that far. But it would be great if it had just a little bit of that magic. Uh, Clarice takes place one year after The Silence of the Lambs and has Agent Starling trying to solve new cases with her new team. Now, she is incredibly mentally scarred, maybe even physically scarred, by her experience with Hannibal Lecter and the serial killer, uh, Buffalo Bill. Um, so, you know, her, her, her character is uh, not quite confident, is very quiet, not sure how she fits in. This can go down a rabbit hole of just being all out annoying when Clarice doesn't speak when spoken to and just kind of stares into the abyss. Um, however, uh, she's a member in Silence of the Lambs. She was a trainee. She's a full agent now. Her co-workers mostly hate her because she solved such a high-profile crime so young. Uh, they didn't solve the first case in the first episode, so we'll have to see if they're going to do, you know, you know, a case a season kind of thing or a few cases a season. Right now, I'm going to recommend Clarice. I thought it was good enough, uh, but we'll have to see how this unfolds, and we'll have to see if it's going to be you know, edgy enough to be a Silence of the Lambs show. So where do we stand? If I was going to give you a top 10 to watch this week, where would I put it? So The Expanse ended last week. Wasn't the best season. I think they got lost a little bit. However, the last episode makes it look like it was going to get back on track with the book, which should be a whole lot more action. And a whole lot more interesting season six. If this goes where I think it's going to go. Again, I've read all the books, so I think I know a little bit about the show. And they deviated, but it looks like they're going to get back on at least one storyline. So my top ten for this week that you should watch. Resident Alien at number ten. I'm going to start moving this one up. The joke is holding up big time in the last couple weeks. Maybe even funnier than the premiere. I really find this show funny. I really like it. Number nine is Losing Alice. So this show is becoming one of those where they lead you down a path, prove that path is wrong, then open that path back up again. That can be annoying. In fact, there's a great part of the, the most recent episode where they actually talk about something called the bad reader or the bad viewer who wants to know all the answers right away. That's me. Um, and so it's almost like they're calling you out in the middle of the series saying, I bet you want to know some answers and we're not going to give them any. 
anything to you. So they're kind of they're kind of fucking with you, uh, which I kind of liked uh, and kind of laughed about when I watched the show. Um, so number eight, Shameless. They took the week off for Super Bowl, uh, but they're back this week. Uh, number seven. So the stand. Number seven is the stand. It ended this week as well, but I kept it in here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, everyone kind of blew up, which is actually the way the book ends too. That's right. If you read the stand after about a thousand pages, everybody just kind of blows up. Um, I pushed this down because I didn't like, you know, where they ended and I didn't think it, it ended on a great note. The finale was more like the premiere of the next season than a finale of this season. But clearly they're going to make more of these and it was good enough. Um, number 630 coins. I moved this slightly up because it was a pretty good episode this week. They basically trapped the whole town uh, in what they called the glass prison. The bad guys have all the coins now because Elena got her ass kicked by Mercedes. Finale next week. Let's see how it ends. Number five is the servant. Dorothy is the most evil person on TV. She is out of her mind nuts. The scene where she grabs Leanne by the hair is awesome. And then she buries her alive. Um, they need to continue to move this story ahead. I love the fact that M. Knight's been directing some of these, uh, but I, I, I do want to see where this is headed. But this, this show is really creepy and great. Number four is Your Honor. I moved up Your Honor because it's the finale next week and the judge is in a huge pile of shit. I'm not sure why he drugged the witness. I guess he didn't want the Baxters to kill him, but he did. And now he's even in a weirder place. Um, number three, Mr. Mayor. It looks like Tina Fey's got another huge hit on her hands. I do think Holly Hunt is shrinking at the episodes are going on. That is one tiny, tiny creature. Um, WandaVision, number two, WandaVision. WandaVision is phenomenal. Uh, we found out who's behind all this anomaly now, who's behind all this mess in Westview. The show is great. Uh, they're advertising the show like crazy, so I think they're getting the hang of it. Vision is in a really weird place. He's starting to figure out what's going on. He doesn't seem real happy with everything. And uh, at the end of the last season, Wanda kind of freaked out and you know pretty much expanded the bubble. You know, definitely a few miles. Uh, can't wait to see where they're headed with this. Um, and to see how it ends. Uh, but it's really, really good. Uh, number one, Snowpiercer. Uh, we're going to boot up a research station because uh, we're above negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and we think that the, uh, the Earth might be warming. Um, the two trains are getting along with a very tentative alliance. Other things I am watching uh, on a weekly basis, Call Your Mother, Weakest Link, the Go Big Show. Big Sky, I'm never going to mention again on this on this podcast. That show has just tanked in such a way that is unbearable. Uh, the Blacklist is back and it's fantastic. Uh, it took a lot for me not to put it on the top 10, but there's enough finales next week that the Blacklist will be on the top 10 next week. They're hunting Agent Keen. She's kind of a bad guy, or is she? Um... Blacklist will always surprise you. For instance, Huey Lewis played himself on the last show. Absolutely fantastic. Um, also watching the investigation. CB Strike just ended on HBO Max after a four-episode season two. 
Um, bunch of twists, bunch of, bunch of turns, just one case over the four episodes. It's pretty decent. If you're starving for something, it's a good reach. Again, I'm waiting to build up my kind of 2021 binge list. I don't have a lot to say just yet. Um, but so far, Firefly Lane, like I said, I really like that with Katherine Heigl. Number two, Gamora. If you like an actual Italian mafia movie, that's the one to watch. Uh, number three, Bonding. Number four, Flack. Uh, and number five, Fate. I'm still waiting for Amazon to release season two of Flack. They've only released season one, but I really liked it. There are a whole bunch of stuff that are coming out that I think will be binges. Capitani on Netflix, clearly that's a foreign subtitled show again. There is a bunch of movies that are coming out. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. That's Kristen Wiig writing with her comedy partner from Bridesmaids. Breaking New in Yuba has a ton of people. Allison Jenny, Miles Kunis, Wanda Sykes, Matthew Modine. Um, that, those are both out. So those are kind of like theater and releases at the same time. So they're going to be like 20 bucks on demand. Um, Hip Hop Uncovered looks interesting. This is on FX. It's about some guys who are kind of background agents, producers in the background of hip hop that everybody in hip hop seems to know. And now we're going to know. Uh, Judy and the, Judah and the Messiah came out on HBO Max on Friday. That's up for a whole bunch of awards. Uh, the Equalizer premiered after the Super Bowl. Definitely my kind of show, but I didn't get to it this week. Uh, the Crew is coming out on Monday. That's with Kevin James, a Netflix comedy uh, around NASCAR. That's probably going to be pretty good. Uh, Keenan, that's Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. He's got his own show on NBC starting on Tuesday. Young Rock, can't get enough of The Rock, apparently. He'll have a show about his childhood on NBC on Tuesday. Uh, Behind Her Eyes comes out on Wednesday on Netflix. Hello Me on Netflix on Wednesday. It's a Sin comes out Thursday on HBO Max. For All Mankind's second season, starring uh, uh, starring uh, well, a whole bunch of people. Uh, most importantly, Joel uh, from Altered uh, Carbon and The Killing. That uh, comes out on Friday on Apple TV. Uh, movies I Care A Lot, Jumbo. And then Nomadland with Francis Medora uh, comes out on Hulu on Friday. Um, that's up for a bunch of Oscars uh, or Golden Globes as well. Uh, Tribes of Europa, Friday on Netflix as well. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I saw a couple of movies. Uh, Bliss, uh, so this is on Amazon. It stars Owen Wilson and Sama Hayek. Uh, it's about two people who figure out that they live in a computer simulation and are bouncing back and forth between the real world and the simulation. Very Matrixist. You get a lot of close-ups of Owen Wilson's nose, which I think is getting worse. And you'll have fine trying to figure out the end game here, but you should be able to figure it out. I recommend Bliss, but um, you can kind of guess it about halfway through. Um, in and of itself, uh, so this is on Hulu. Um, in and of itself is a video presentation of an off-Broadway magic show. This is not your standard magic show. There are just six tricks over an hour and a half. There's a lot of presentation to his tricks. Uh, he winds the tricks into these kind of long stories. There are some really funny parts in this. There are actually some really emotional parts. Um, he's definitely trying to get a couple things 
across to his audience some some pretty deep stuff about who you are, what you are, what you want to be. Um, it's a little difficult to explain, but all I can say is there's a bunch of illusions. Um, there's a bunch of stories. Um, uh, Bill Gates is in the crowd, uh, if that helps you. Um, I'm highly, highly recommending you see in and of itself. Uh, it does seem like his illusions are not quite bulletproof, though. Like I was like, well, did he do it this way or did he do it that way? And I don't even usually try to figure out magic tricks, but I'm not sure they're totally bulletproof, but th this was a pretty good show. Um, so we'll be back middle, end of next week to talk about a whole lot that's coming out this week. Larry Goldman signing off of the Binge 10.